0: Welcome to the New Beginnings Community Church Podcast. Here at NBCC, we welcome the imperfect, flawed, and broken, as much as the healing and thriving, because we are all God's children. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Hey, everybody. We're back. It's Sunday morning. We're in our current series, The Last Call. We're looking at the end times of earth, specifically the seven-year tribulation. It's great to have you with us during this time. It's unusual times. But you know what? It's a great time to burn bright for Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about that today. Because our topic for today is the world is never left without a witness. See, God never leaves our planet Earth without a witness of God. No matter how much he has been rejected by the earth dwellers, by humans. And I want you to think about it like this. Have you ever noticed that some of you are parents... um, Sometimes your kids do some bad things, and I know some of you are saying, not my kid, your, my kid can never do a bad thing, my kid could never lie, my, yeah, okay, whatever, but sometimes our kids do bad things, and some of us have, and I'm part of this, instead of judging them or bringing discipline or whatever the word you want to use is, instead of bringing discipline and taking things away, we turn around and we do something nice for them and give them something that they wanted. We give them grace. Are you kidding me? We continue to love. That's incredible. Now that's the way God is. God is judgment, but He's also grace and love and mercy. He's all these things in one. Where people make a mistake with God is they make Him so one-sided, so they don't only understand who God really is. Now, in your marriage, one of you, I think, is probably the real hardliner would know they need to be disciplined. We need to take something away from them for the next 3,200 years of their life. So they learn a re- really big lesson. But the other one of you is probably the grace, mercy, love, forgiveness person. And you're like, you know, they've suffered for 15 seconds. I think that's long enough. Let's give them what they wanted. Let's give them this and this and this. And you go ahead and do that. I've done that. Now, where do I and you and some of you parents get this idea? I mean, and by the way, haven't you ever had someone do something really wrong to you and then you turn around and do something nice for them? Yeah, we do that. You know why? Because we're Christians. We don't overcome evil with evil. We come overcome evil with good. Well, God's the same way. This is where we get this from. See, during the tribulation period, all the people are shaking their fist at God. They're the rejecters of God. And yet God is not leaving planet earth without a witness. God is not leaving them because he still is trying to reach them. And specifically, what he's going to be doing is, there are going to be these two witnesses. These two men will come back, these two Jewish men. And why Jewish? And why 144,000 male Jewish evangelists also? Because the church is raptured. The church age is over. And so God now goes back to reach the world through the Jewish nation. And these two guys are coming back to evangelize the world. And we're going to talk about these two guys today because God never leaves this planet without a witness. He loves everybody. No matter how much they shake their fist at God, He still loves them. Now, I want to pause there before I get into what I'm talking about today. Let's go over the the key verse for the series. It's actually two verses or a verse and a half. And it says in Romans eleven twenty five and 26, it says, and if you watch it at home, read it out loud, it's on your screen, or if you have your Bible open, it says, here we go. For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved. Now, what's going on here is the fullness of the Gentiles is uh, when the very last person in the church age that we live in now, whoever that person is, wherever they are, and they put their faith in Christ as Savior, Messiah, Lord, and God. That's when the rapture will take place. That's when it's all going to happen. Then it adds all Israel will be saved. We talked about that last Sunday and what that means because now, once we're raptured, now God... Reverts back to reaching the world through the Jewish nation because they are God's chosen people and God still loves them even though they've rejected him. But he's going to reach out to a world that has rejected him because God never leaves without a witness. Now, two guys are coming back. In Revelation 11, which is our key text for today, it says in um, verse 3 about these two guys, it says this, this is just an introductory statement verse. It says, And I will grant authority to my two witnesses. And they will prophesy for 1260 days. That's three and a half years according to their lunar calendar. We operate according to the solar calendar. But 360 days, 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth. Now I want you to notice a few things in that verse. Number one, they have authority. These aren't your points yet. They have authority given to them by God. Authority that the Antichrist does not have. And in other words, they have authority over Him and everything else. They are going to be prophesying. Now, that's a two-edged sword. There prophecy means to do, on one hand, what I'm doing, preaching. It also has the idea of foretelling future events, which we see all through Scripture, uh, specific prophecies. that did come true hundreds of years later, and that's why I believe this Bible is bigger than just written by men. It's inspired by God, written by men, but God inspired these things. They're going to be preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, for three and a half years, the last three and a half years of of the seven-year tribulation. They're going to be uh, uh, dressed in sackcloth. That's what they would wear when they were in mourning, like when someone died. And so you see this whole picture of these guys walking this planet in mourning over the death and people rejecting God. But in the middle of all the craziness of the Antichrist and hunting people down, these guys are walking the earth, unable to be touched by the Antichrist and his forces, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, because God, though he's bringing judgment on earth for the rejection of him, at the same time he's bringing love and mercy and grace and forgiveness in the message, because God never leaves without a witness. Never forget that. Never ever forget that, because that should really challenge us. So I'm going to give you about five different things out of these verses. And um, hopefully they make sense to you. But these two witnesses, first off, the first thing we see about them is they are protected by God. They're absolutely protected by God. I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. And it says this. These are the two olive trees. Now, now they're, John's giving you a description of these two guys. And the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. Hmm. I like that because olive trees give off olive oil, that you use the olive oil and the lamp stands to have light. That's important in this whole message today. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire flows out of their mouth and devours their enemies. So if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this way. That's pretty intense right there, huh? God has sealed these guys up and they cannot be hurt. God has already sealed up the 144,000 in Revelation 7, and they cannot be heard as they're preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I want want you to go back to the thought of the olive oil. The olive oil from the olive trees burning in the lampstands. That's the description of these guys. What does that mean? That means light, unending light. In other words, these guys are so filled with the Spirit of God that the lampstand burns bright as they walk planet earth. In the middle of all the darkness, in the middle of all the pushback, in the middle of all these things, they are not running away from darkness as many Christians seem to want to do these days and run to places where they just want to be you know, in Christian environments. They are running toward the darkness and they are burning brighter than ever. They are the light. Jesus said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. These guys are running right in the teeth of it. And they're burning bright for God because they're filled with the Spirit of God. They have taken care of themselves in that respect. Guys, what a great time it is right now. It's a great time. It's a great time. Oh yeah, we see crazy conditions, but the time is great to let your light shine. People are nervous. People are afraid People are scared. People are wondering what tomorrow brings. Now is the time that the light and the love of Jesus Christ in the middle of the darkness can shine the brightest. That we bring a different message to people. We don't bring the message that's all being crazy out there. We bring a, a message of love and mercy and grace and forgiveness and restoration and salvation. We are the light, my friends. You ever walk out into the evening in a full moon and just gaze at the moon at night? It's magnificent, it's beautiful, it's so bright it even lights up the dark. But that moon does not give off its own light, does it? That moon is a reflector of the light of the sun. You see, because there is a son of God who is the light, and we are to be the reflectors, and the only way we can be the reflectors of such great light is to be constantly filled with the Spirit of God. These guys are burning bright for the Messiah, Jesus Christ against an antichrist in his armies that is trying desperately, desperately to overthrow Jesus as the Messiah. These guys are coming and they're preaching the truth. And if anybody tries to kill them in the manner that they are being tried to be killed, they will die themselves if you try to kill these guys. Because they're bringing the message of Jesus. Guys, I hope you heard what I just said. Don't run from the darkness. Run toward it with the light of Jesus and burn bright with love and joy and mercy and peace and self-control and forgiveness and salvation and all the things that Jesus Christ brought to this earth. Here they are on planet earth in these crazy times. The next thing we see about them is that they are two guys named Moses and Elijah. You say, Jim, it's not stated. Well, let me show you why I believe that. Because I know there's different ways to look at this. Something it's like Elijah and Enoch. I personally believe it's Elijah and Moses. And I think it's pretty clear. And since I have a pulpit, that's what we're going to go with today. Now look at verse 6. It says, These have the power to shut up the sky. Whoa. So that rain will not fall during the days of their prophesying. They have the power over the waters to turn them into blood. Wow and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. Here's why I believe it's Moses and Elijah who will come back to earth during the tribulation period. Because the first question is this. In the Old Testament, who shut the sky up and it didn't rain for three and a half years? Elijah, that's right. In the Old Testament, who is the one who turned the waters into blood? And brought plagues upon the land of Egypt. And the answer is Moses. Wow. So when you put these things together, in my strong opinion and belief, I think it's clear that it's Moses and Elijah that are coming back to planet Earth. Now, there's a fascinating little insight that maybe you caught and maybe you didn't. That these guys, Elijah had the power over the water from the sky. Moses has the power over the water on Earth to turn it to blood. So combined together, they have the power over from the sky, the water from the sky and the water in the rivers and the streams and the oceans and everything else. So they have the power over all water. Now, <clears throat> lest you think that God is an evil God and just bringing plagues and judgments and everything upon people um. <clears throat> You have to ask yourself first, in case you never thought this, and maybe you have, why the Moses and Elijah and all the repeat of the things that they've done? Is this just judgment for judgment's sake? No. Go back in your Old Testament and read the story of Elijah and 1 Kings. In Elijah's story, what you find is that Elijah called a meeting with all the people because they were wavering back and forth between God And Baal, a false idol. And when he called fire from heaven, it was to show them that God was God and to bring people back to Yahweh God. That was what it was designed for, that judgment. When you look at Moses, why was the water turned to blood? Why the plagues? It was all about deliverance. Delivering the people and showing the power of God. So when you piece all this together, these evangelists are walking the earth and displaying power for, one, for two specific reasons then. To give people an opportunity to see the power of God and make a decision for Jesus Christ and be saved. Also, to be delivered in that salvation like Moses delivered the, the Israelites from Egypt. So this is why they're doing it. See, God never leaves without a witness. No matter how much people have rejected God, His love is still reaching out and still reaching out and still reaching out. The third thing we want to see about these two guys is they are protected until their work is done. We find this in verse 7 and it says, when they had finished their testimony, when they finished preaching, when their work is done, the beast that comes up out of the abyss We'll make war with them and overcome them and kill them. Mm. The Antichrist cannot kill them until their mission is complete. I'm a movie guy. You guys know I'm a movie guy. And one of my favorite movies is Gladiator. Say, Jim, you use it many times, and I'm going to use it again. And I don't feel any shame in doing that. Maximus should have died that day out in the forest when they were going to kill him in the early on in the movie, but he didn't. Maximus should have died from the wound on his body, but he didn't. Maximus should have died that first day in the Colosseum when those chariots came out and those blades, but he didn't. Maximus should have died when they brought that giant gladiator, undefeated champion out of retirement. Should have died that day one-on-one, but he didn't. And there comes a moment at the end of the movie when Commodus, because Commodus is the arch enemy, Commodus is the one trying to kill him and it's not working. When Commodus one-on-one tells Maximus, why don't you just die? And Maximus says, I have one life left to take. And then he adds, in a few moments, he says, The time for honoring yourself will soon come to an end. What is Maximus saying? Maximus understands that he has a purpose and he has a destiny, he knows why he's alive. He knows why he survived all these things. He's got a mission, and the mission is to overthrow Commodus and to take him out and to free Rome from this guy's dictatorship. And when that happens, he's done. His ministry is finished. He can die. Let me tell you something, friends. You have a purpose and you have a mission in God. You say, oh, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. See, if you ever forget that, just go back to Acts 13 36. It says of David, quoting to the Old Testament David, it says, after he served the purpose of God in his own generation, he fell asleep, he died. In other words, you and I have a purpose in the generation of time, in the moment in history in which we are allowed to walk in. And you're to fulfill that purpose and that destiny. And some of us aren't doing that. Some of us are sitting back and doing nothing about it, and our guardian angels are bored out of their mind, because we could quit taking risks and stepping out a long time ago. We quit serving, we quit ministering, we quit everything. And now we're mailing it in. When Christianity is an active thing, it's alive. And when the fire of the Spirit burns in you, man, you want to do something about this thing. You have a purpose and you have a destiny. They had a purpose and they had a destiny. And when our purpose and destiny is done, then it's done. And then we can go off in the sunset in death and be with Jesus forever and ever and ever. But you have a time span here on earth where you got to do something about it. The time of Moses and Elijah, they're ministering, they're preaching, they're reaching people, but then it's going to come to an end. And God pulls his hand off. And Antichrist's forces come and they kill them. Moses and Elijah are murdered. But even this, God will use for the glory of God. Even their death will be used for the glory of God. Wouldn't that be great to know that even your death will be used for the glory of God? That even at your funeral, when people come up and share all the things you did for God and you did this for God and how you ministered, all the testimony, it's going to prick somebody out there. They're going to say, oh my gosh, I want to live like that. Even in your death, you can live for God. Even in your death, you can glorify God, I should say. Now, He kills them. They're protected till their work is done. Which is the next thing, and that is, their death will result in a satanic Christmas. Now that sounds weird, but it is true. Watch verses 8, 9, and 10 of Revelation 11. It says this. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city. The great city is Jerusalem, which is mystically called Sodom and Egypt. Why would they call Jerusalem mystically Sodom and Egypt? Because it's a place of perverted sex and it's a place of, Egypt would be like, uh, um, persecution and oppression. Where also their Lord was crucified. We know that's Jerusalem. Those from the peoples and the tribes and the tongues and nations will look at their dead bodies for three and a half days and will not permit their dead bodies to be laid in a tomb. They're gonna leave them out there dead. Let them lie there dead, let them be on TV, let them be on your tablets, on your phones, social media. Let everybody see they're dead. We beat them, they're conquered, it's done. Verse 10. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice. They're happy that Moses and Elijah are dead, will rejoice over them and celebrate. And they will send gifts to one another and because these, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. The earth dwellers at the time of the tribulation period, they will be so excited that Moses and Elijah have died, that they have been murdered and killed by the Antichrist and his forces, that they will celebrate, they will, in fact, buy gifts for each other, it will be mass worldwide celebration now the question is and it's crazy why people would do that over the death of people but here's the question why why are they so excited about that why why would they send gifts you know because these guys are dead well gosh maybe it's because these guys have been preaching and the question is what have they been preaching and maybe they've been preaching things like don't commit adultery Don't worship the Antichrist. He's a poser. Don't fornicate. Don't get drunk. Don't take advantage of people. Don't abuse. Don't lie. Be honest. No more unforgiveness. Maybe they go on and on with all these things. And the people of the earth, like our secular culture, our humanistic culture... They'll just hate those words. Because you and I both know we're living in a relativistic culture now where they're moving more towards what's true for you may not be true for me. What's true for me may not be true for you. And there are no absolutes anymore, which means they're trying to eliminate the word of God and its absolutes. And every time somebody tells you there are no absolutes, you should ask them, are you absolutely sure? Because now they've stated an absolute. But these guys are preaching, guys. And they are preaching a message from God's word that the world doesn't want to hear. And they don't want to hear today, many people. And so when they are finally overcome and murdered and killed, everybody's happy because these guys really got, in, got inside them with this message. Now, they will lie in the streets dead for three and a half days. Everyone in the world, 24-7, for three and a half days, will see these guys lying there dead. Their bodies begin to rot, a little bit of decay. And then something happens. Something that will blow the world away. And that is the fifth thing, and that is they will resurrect and be raptured all the way up into the presence of God into heaven. Verse 11 and verse 12 says, But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God came into them, And they stood on their feet. Oh my gosh. And great fear fell upon those who were watching them. You think? Verse 12 And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. (gasps) Then they went up into heaven in the cloud, and their enemies watched them. Oh my gosh. All that's going on. This is a massive worldwide party, they're exchanging gifts. It's satanic Christmas. They're so happy that they're dead. Everyone's celebrating. Everyone's rejoicing. Moses and Elijah are dead. These guys are tormented us with these words that we reject. And then with all eyes on them, all the cameras, all the everything, people with their phones taking pictures, it's on social media everywhere. Then their faces go from pale to flesh. And then you see their hand begin to move and the legs begin to move. And then they sit up. And people are are freaking out now. They stand up. And now people are, if you thought the cameras were rolling before, they're really rolling now. And it's going all over the world on social media. And then you hear the voice from heaven, come up here. And people are videoing the whole thing as they're shaking. And they ascend to heaven, they're raptured. And everybody begins to post all over the world. They try to censor it all over social media, but they can't. Because here comes the power of God and the whole world is watching it. And everyone's shaking, what in the world is going on here? And they realize that Moses and Elijah, they were from God, and they do have the power. When he says, come up here, it's a repeat of Re- Revelation 4 in the rapture, come up here. And I wonder, I just wonder if the world will hear the words, come up here. I hope they do. I hope it's a worldwide ringing of come up here. Now watch what happens right after that, verse 13 and 14. And in that hour, within the hour of them rising and ascending, there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified, watch this, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe was past. Behold, the third woe, Is coming quickly. In other words, that's and that's not all. Did you just see what happened here though? People are so terrified. People are so convinced now that Moses and Elijah were from God, that Yahweh God really is God. They shift their worship from Antichrist and they start to give glory to God. Uh, Are you kidding? But wait a minute. That's exactly what happened in Elijah's day when they saw the power of God. They shifted from Baal worship to Yahweh God worship. From a false God to the real God. Now let me, let me give you, and I'm near the end now, let me give you two takeaways. Let me, let me give a challenge out there. What can we take away from this, this passage? The first takeaway is this. Moses and Elijah had great ministry, did great ministry in adverse situations, walking in dark places. I said it earlier, and that's why I repeat it now. Don't let the darkness of this world scare you into retreat. More than ever now, the word of God needs to go forth. More than ever now, they need to know what the truth is, even though the darkness is out there. We walk in the light. That's your first takeaway. The second takeaway is, how do I keep burning then? How do I keep burning for God? How do I continue to be a light in a dark, dark world and not burn out? We go back to the beginning. The olive trees, the oil in the lampstands, that was a description of these two. Unending oil in lamps, therefore the lamp never goes out. Jesus told a story, and he's a great storyteller. In Matthew 25, about the ten virgins, they're waiting for the bridegroom to come. It's really a picture of the rapture, when the bridegroom returns and Jesus returns. It said five of the virgins took extra oil as they're waiting in the darkness now to keep their lamp burning. Five didn't. The five that took extra oil were called prudent. The five that didn't take extra oil, their lamps burned out and they're called unwise. Where do you fall today? Are you filling yourself up with the spirit of God through the word of God, through prayer, through the fellowship, through serving, through giving? Are you filling yourself up? Are you sharing your Are you giving Are, are you burning bright for God in the middle of the darkness? Did you bring extra oil? Are you continuing to bring extra oil and tapping in to the spirit of God? Or are you almost out? Is your light gone? Have you quit sharing? Are you just turning into a bitter, angry person? Are you terrified? Because the oil's gone. Because you haven't refilled on a daily basis like you should be doing. Where do you stand? I think now more than ever in my 41 years of walking with Jesus, this is where Christians need to burn the brightest... And be the lightest. No more hiding. Don't run. And just be. With, want to be with Christians. It's time to be the light. It's time to be the light. Jesus himself said, I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. It's time to be the light. Wherever you drop the ball in your spiritual journey, if you have, pick it up again and burn bright again. We saw earlier in Revelation, some of them in heaven said, these people that escaped and made it to heaven, it said that they maintained their testimony. Have you maintained your testimony? Those are the people you admire. They've been saved a long time and they're still burning, man. And they're still serving They're still sharing. They're still growing. They're still the light. They're still giving. Those are the ones you admire, not the ones who are going to tell you the testimony of 20 years ago when they used to. There's too many used-to Christians. What are you doing today for God? What are you doing today for God? That's your big takeaway. Now, If you're watching today, and you're not a follower of Christ, you've never placed your faith in Him, and it's kind of curious now what I'm talking about. And maybe it's got you thinking. And maybe people have talked to you about Jesus many, many times. And they've tried to convince you to put your faith in Him and make Him your God, but you haven't. Why don't we get that right now? Why don't we just do it right now? Or maybe a backslid. And you know it's time to get it right. Don't play. Just don't play. Let's get that right today, too. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Whether you place your faith in Jesus for the very first time. Oh, we'd be so excited. Or rededicate your life. As I say this prayer, I'm going to say it in blocks. If you say it very slow, you repeat after me. If you're around people, family members, and you feel a little bit awkward, you could say it in your head, but after we're done, you tell them, I said that prayer in my heart. Do not, do not keep it a secret. So repeat after me now. Here we go. Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and I know I'm forgiven. Thank you for loving me, continuing to love me in spite of my rejection of you. Today I choose to follow you. I give you my whole life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Now let me pray. God, I just thank you. I thank you for anyone who puts their faith in Christ, who rededicates their life. This is what it's all about. This is everything. This is everything. When a person passes from darkness, the domain of darkness, into the kingdom of light. This is what it's all about. I pray we always remember that. I pray for you. That said that prayer for the first time in rededication that you walk with Jesus now. Get those people around you that are Christians, tell them and have them help you along. Point you in the way that you should go. They will help you. They'll be so glad to help you. And I thank you, Lord God, this day for them. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, Amen. Well, we're so grateful you said that prayer. We're grateful that you tuned in with us today. Remember, Every Wednesday, if you want to keep growing, I do a verse-by-verse Bible study. I'm beginning a new book this week. Uh, You can see it live on our Facebook church page at 4 o'clock on Wednesdays. Then we immediately shoot it out to the other Facebook avenues. And then it goes to our YouTube page the next day. And it goes to podcasts. So you have all kinds of avenues for that. Um, It's called The Bible in Depth, the PJ on PJ. And uh, it will help you to grow. It will help you to grow. And so I pray you take advantage of that. I pray you take advantage of services. We're going to meet tonight at 6.30, outdoor service. We had a great time last week. So maybe you want to go to that too. It's a great time of worship and uh, hearing the word of God and being with a group of believers. So with that said, uh, I'm going to pray and I'm going to let you go. God, I just thank you, Lord, and I just pray, God, for everybody out there for health and healing. I, pray, I plead your blood upon them for protection. I pray, God, we stay sensitive to reach people for the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness to us. Thank God somebody had the guts to reach us. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said amen. Well, that's it for today. God bless you guys. Uh, We'll see you next time. If you need prayer or dedicated your life to Christ, please reach out to us on our social media, on Facebook and Instagram at NBCCNORCO or email us at hello at mbcc.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe to this podcast.